Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are delighted that you can join us for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Um, If you are a first-time listener, we just want to remind you that we got a lot of stuff for you to listen to if you wanted to go back and kind of review all of our past episodes. There's well over 100, maybe even 115 or so, um, as we've been doing this for for over a year and a half, close to maybe two years. Um, If you wanted to go back and and get in touch with some of those episodes, you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com. And you can catch up on a whole host of topics. Um, If you're not familiar with what we do here at Shouts of Grace, we actually take uh, different scriptures, different topics, and we run them through the filter of God's Word, applying a biblical worldview, um, and then coming out with a way to live, a way to think, and so on and so on. If you are a return listener, we want to say thank you for your support, as well as the support of Key Radio and the use of their studios. Also, just wanted to uh, give a shout out. Um, if you're listening to this, um, you know, wanted to let you know that Shouts of Grace Radio is a ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. And we are excited because this week we have started a brand new series that we are entitling 211 Degrees. That's one degree short of boiling. And it's a look at the end times and what we can expect and just how a lot of what you see today on the news um, is actually scripted and playing out right before your eyes um, as the Bible said it would. And so it's going to be a, an interesting journey, an educational one, and hopefully uh, show us that we are living in, a, in, a, in tumultuous times and our need for the Lord has never been uh, greater. Uh, but today, um, what I want to do is um, I want to talk about a subject with a good friend of mine who's in studio today, um, Adam Richardson. He's the Worship leader at Redemption Hill. What's up, my brother? What up, what up, what up? Um, what I want to do today is I want to talk about something I think is real practical. Um, it's it's about distractions. You know, as Christians, we get distracted a lot by a lot of things. We get distracted um, by our own sin. We get distracted by the world around us and different things. And so what I want to do is I just want to shove off the dock here. I want to read a scripture, and then let's just kind of unpack it and, and, and kind of see where this goes. It's out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and here's what it says. It says, Therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses, and he's referring to all those faithful people um, in Hebrews chapter 11, that hall of faith, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run this race with endurance with God set before us. Adam, the Christian life is not easy. We just got done with the book of Galatians, and in the last couple chapters, one of the things we saw was the reason it's not easy is because sin lives in us. <laughs> it's like it's like planted a garden and it grows and it mm-hmm. sprouts year round. You know, it's like every moment. And so, um, when we read this verse and it talks about uh, number one, we're in a race, right, and and we're to endure. Um, you know, one of the things we're to endure is us and where our flesh leads us. And that fact that we're so drawn 
and in love to sin. And I, and I really want the listener to hear that. You know, you love sin just like me. Let, let's, let's face it. You know, the reason you sin isn't because you hate it. The reason you sin is because you love it. There's a part of you that is in passionately in love with it. And that's the part that God says you need to kill, right? But, but it, it, this, this verse says a lot, Adam. It, it talks about um, just things that slow us down, things that trip us up. Talk about what, what it means for a Christian to pay attention to this part of their life where they're tripped up, the things that trip us up, the things that slow us down, and to pay attention and not just ignore that. Why, why is this so important? I think something to make, you know, a, a point in this verse specifically is when it talks about running the race, um, there is not like, like you and I, we aren't competing to win this race. You know, you're the winner and I'm the, I'm the first loser sort of, you know, sense, but, but actually more, this has to do with the, the only opponent that you're dealing with in this situation is the enemy. The enemy is, is who you are trying to beat who you are, you know, and, and in order to do that, the only way, the only method to be able to to accomplish winning that race is fixing our eyes on Jesus. So who would the enemy be to the listeners? When you say we're competing against an enemy, I 100% agree with you. What's the, who's the Christian enemy? The Christian enemy is, uh, well, it, it speaks about powers and principalities, the, the devil. Uh, it would be the simplest term, Satan, and his scheming ways, his lies, his deception. And he uses a lot of what we hear, the noise, the distractions, different, uh, you, you can say leaders and, and, and uh, media outlets. There is a, a, a thousand, one thousand million directions that you could actually go in the sense that Satan's going to use to be able to try to veer you away and entangle you is what it says in, in this verse. Um and get you to be tempted and fall to that temptation of sin. That's right. And, and I, I would add to that, you know, Scripture says in, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, it says um, that we also have um, the lusts of the flesh, the pride of life, and, and, the, and, and the lusts of the eyes and so forth. Is So, so one of the things that, that, that we often say in the Christian community is we've got three enemies. We've got the world, the flesh, and the devil, right? You mentioned the devil, here, it, it seems to be talking about that enemy, which is of our flesh, because it says, let us strip off the weight that slows us down, especially the sin that trips us up. And so so you and I have a very real enemy in that the devil, who you said, uses us, <laughs> uses yeah. our flesh and our desires for it, right? And so when he says there, um, let us, it's very interesting how he puts it, let us strip off every weight, you know, the Bible often says, Adam, that we're to take off or to put off the old man. We're to put on the new. What does that What does that look like practically? You know, I I think that there there is a, you know, when Jesus Jesus talks about this, when we're weary or we have anxiety and we have these worries and concerns, he says for us to take off our own like cloak or jacket, or he uses the word yoke and that his is light and easy. So Jesus is actually saying, let me, you know, let me take that burden from you. And I think that in the action of doing such and, and believing that that truly is how that function works, that, that we, are, we are given a new identity. We are, we are being reborn into a new, uh, a new aspect. I'm taking a cloak of weight off. I'm taking this weighted you know, you know, you know, this, this, this jacket that, that holds me down, that, that 
bears down on me yeah. and I'm I'm able to hand that to to Christ. I, I, I think there's some things practically like when I think back in my life, I know you, you you do as well, I think of some weights that slowed me down from from the race, right? Because what he's talking about here is a race, right? And so when you have weights that slow you down, the the idea is you want to be as light as possible. And I think back, you know, over my life, some weights that slowed me down were some relationships. Right. I mean, I, I had some relationships that I love, some friends that I love that frankly kind of slowed me down because they weren't a help to me, that they, they were a hindrance to me. Right. And and it took me a while and, and I, I had to let them go. What are some other weights that kind of weigh people down from running? In fact, make it difficult for them even to walk. I think, you know, finding a solution in something else. So let's say, for example, you know, we are. You know, I've, I've got all these bills. They're mounting up, and and especially in our current setting right now, there are some genuine concerns that people have about this stuff. You know, I, I how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to feed my kids? How am I going to support my family? And I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then at the end of the day, instead of uh, instead of the, the you know what we would say like, oh man, we we need to we need to buckle and double down on on this on this Jesus thing, I'm going to go buy a bottle. And I'm going to go drown mm. my sorrow, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hide my anxiety somewhere inside of that bottle, and that way that way it's gone. It's 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 numbed for that moment. And I think that we look for the momentary pause over the permanent fix. Yeah, you know, I, it, it's interesting when when Jesus is interacting with people and he's telling them to follow him. There, there, there's a group of people that give reasons why they can't or like, well, I got to go bury my father. Well, I just, you know, I just bought a parcel of land, you know, and, 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 and I, I think of the reasons that people give as to the weights they carry and why they can't be in church, why they can't read their Bible, why they can't pray, why they can't just have fellowship with other Christians. And there are so many reasons, man. It's just like, and I just listen to them all like you and I'm just like, okay, um, that's a weight and that's a weight. And well, you don't understand. I got a job and, you know, and I would just work a lot of hours. Okay. Yeah, jobs necessary, but can a job become a weight? Can, because here's the thing you, you can have a career that, that you invest in that gives you what you need to survive. And then you can have a career that becomes an idol and actually Absolutely. takes and becomes this massive weight that not only keeps you from the things that are important in your life, like your family and different things, but actually keeps you from God. Oh, the right? devil Devil loves to use busyness. Oh, right? yeah. For, for, for you to be so consumed by the effort of success or the effort of provision um, to put all the work into it and not recognize that you're given that role, you're given that responsibility, you're given that success because of God. And it's not... You know, Satan wants to distort that and say, now that you've been given, you need to make sure you work your tail off until you have nothing left in you and 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 hope. And and I want to change that thinking to the fact of saying, you know, I you know, the enemy saying this. It's not enough. It's never enough. Yeah. You always need to go more. You need to you need to give up a Sunday in order to make sure that you succeed. Yeah. On the, on the other side of the break here, I want, I want to talk about this because he says, therefore, Whenever you see a therefore in scripture, it's referring to something that had just been said, and he's talking about um, what happened in chapter 11 with all these people. He said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight. So what he's saying is these people lived a life of faith, and therefore to attain a life of faith, we need to do these things. We need to strip off the weight 
and lay aside the sin that so easily trips us up. So I want to talk more about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to the program. Um, I'm in studio today with um, a very good friend of mine and the worship leader at um, Redemption Hill Church, Adam Richardson. And Adam, before the break, we were um, just kind of unpacking Hebrews chapter 12, just one and uh, verse one, and this idea about what it means to live the life of faith. And before the break, we talked about um, how many people have gone before us. And, and he gives a list in Hebrews chapter 11, which we often refer to as the Hall of Faith, just some amazing people with a lot of issues, a lot of sin for sure themselves, but they ran the race and they finished it with endurance. And because of that, then Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, since you have that as an example, let me tell you what they did let us strip off the weight that slows us down and the sin that so easily trips us up. And so we talked about some of the weights, you know, we talked about maybe some addiction or, or some habits that might slow us down in our relationship with God and careers and relationships. And there's just, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're listening, you know, what slows you down, what it is that's keeping you from really totally completely pursuing the Lord. Um, but it also says, let us lay aside the sin that so easily trips us up. Adam, why why is sin so attractive? <laughs> I mean, you know, the holy person would sit here and say, well, I, I hate sin. What's the truth, Adam? <laughs> T- tell us the truth. That would be a liar. That's not a holy person. That's someone who thinks they're holy. Um, I, you know, in I, I, I don't know why it's we're so attracted to it other than the fact that we are we are naturally drawn to the flesh it is something that is in our normal human nature being born into this world we are subjected to the ruler of the ground here and that that person saying we we spoke about it earlier being satan is the person who is willing to do everything they can to kill you to a point to where you have no relationship with god because he wants you later he wants to keep your soul and and that's that's not a place that we want to go but he's going to do everything he can by making you know making the the first deception he ever did with Adam and Eve making it be going like certainly God isn't going to say that you you know that you don't know that you don't need to know these things certainly he's he's not meaning that you can't be like him i mean you're made like him so you might as well be like him and this lie continues to perpetuate and turn into this well yeah i could and it it it's sexy <laughs> and it's it's cool and it's 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 tempting and because of that temptation it is found in everything we do i'm in marketing and so i mean i have to use that that sort of deceptive almost almost deceptive terminology it's not it's it's honest but it's playing to the temptations of mankind it's selling it's selling. Yeah. yeah and i think you're right the enemy sells sin that's yes. what he does and here's the thing he's got willing buyers because galatians chapter 5 Verse 16 says, I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit against the flesh. He's not saying um, there's no willing buyer. He's saying that's the problem. You have desires. Your flesh has desires. They ain't going away. 
They ain't never going away until you die and you go home to be with the Lord and you are perfected and the desires of the flesh have been swallowed up by death. The Son of God now gives you the, the perfect state where there is no sin. As, 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 as Daniel says in Daniel chapter 9, when talking about the Messiah coming, he's going to put an end to sin. That day's coming. Until then, the desires of your flesh are there. The enemy knows it. So it's 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 like somebody who, you know, when you go on to the, when, and you know this because you're in marketing. If you, if you go onto yeah. the internet and you punch in and a search thing or whatever in your social media thing, and I'm looking for snowshoes, all of a sudden you got all kinds of snowshoes popping up on your thing because they see, I got a willing buyer. I got a oh, willing yeah. buyer. And so they just, they know you're for sale. It's the same thing. The enemy knows that we have desires for things. And so we are willing buyers. So he manipulates, he packages it, he sells it to us. And we're, we're just there to say, okay, we'll take it. And so here's the, here's the question then, Adam, because what he's talking about here is he's saying that part of the race of endurance is laying aside the sin that easily trips us up. Right. I mean, we're easily tripped up by this. Isn't like you got to do a lot of convincing. I really, you know, you really got to. It's like, how do you lay aside the sin? I mean, talk to the people that are saying, okay, great. How do I lay aside sin that I'm in love with is, is how do I, how do I break that connection? How do I love it less? Well, I, I don't think there's a truly a mechanism in our human state that is capable of breaking that chain. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's the prescription that Hebrews is talking about. It's, it's saying the, the only thing we can do is, is run the race, run as fast as we can in the direction toward Christ, fixing our eyes on him. Yeah. And then, you know, when, we saw, when it's saying in Hebrews, 12, or Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith, by faith, these are all these individuals who ran the race, who fixed their eyes. Yes, there was a mess in the there was a wake of a mess in, 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 their, in their back or in their past, but but they continued to fix their eyes on Christ, the perfecter of that faith. And, you know, I mean, I think that that's the thing, is it's not it's not succumbing to this saying, well, I guess I'm on earth, and so I might as well just be. Um, I, it's not that simple. It's, it's recognizing that the Bible knows, God's Word knows, Jesus knows that uh, that that we are enduring this, we are re- we see this. We are going to go through this the rest of our life until we meet Him face yeah. to face. And having that prescription of perseverance, of of fixing our eyes, of armoring ourselves, of of uh, persisting in that walking in the Spirit by faith, all of those you know traits and characteristics that we want to continually instill in us are the things that prevent and protect us from always just being a victim and just playing the victim card and saying, yeah, I guess I, because I live on earth. That's yeah. why. Yeah. You know, you, you hit on something that I think is, is a, is the great answer for that. And I kind of want to mine it out a little bit. It's like you're, you're called to endure, right? Like how, how do you know, there, there's some people listening that are just inundated with sin. I mean, sin has ravaged them. It's taken over their life and it's like endure, endure what, you know, it's just, this is horrible, but, but he tells you and, and you kind of tapped on it. He said, um, you know, run the race of endurance it sets before you, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter. Focus on the last part of that. He's the author and the perfecter, the finisher of your faith. And that Amen. is huge because that word perfecter, it, it's it, what it means is 
Jesus has authored your faith and he's already finished your faith because your faith is in him. Mm -hmm. And when he said to Telestai, the debt has been paid, it is finished, were the words. He's literally saying, though he authored your faith, he finished your faith if it's placed in him because all of what you're enduring has been forgiven. All the sin has been forgiven. In other words, connected to this, what is a part of enduring is I've got to trust the grace of God is sufficient enough for my life when I'm having a hard time laying aside the sin that so easily trips me up. And grace is a hard thing for people to for hard hard people for hard thing for people to 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 accept because it, it's it's just contrary to what self wants to do. Self wants to condemn. Grace wants to cover and move on. And so, why is it so hard for us to accept the grace of God? I think because for some reason we have to punish ourselves. We have to pay a penance for some reason. They, we believe there is still a price that needs to be paid. I think our culture. Um, because of our, our, our the the laws in our system, our, wherever it is, is our, our penance needs to be paid for debts that we owe. We are always in some capacity indebted some way. So you get a car, you're paying a payment. I'm going to pay that until my car is paid off. Well, I'm probably not going to pay my car off in time for me to get a new one. So I'm always perpetually paying. Um, and then, you know, we, we get a house or we just, there there is this mental cultural norm that we have repayment and debt has a perpetual payment right and and because of the so if i'm indebted to god right and i feel that way because well i don't deserve the grace that he's given and we want to always look back at that at that and we want to go like i mean i i've i've got the grace from from back then and i'm I'm grateful that god's forgiven me for that but you know, what about later? This month's what about perpetual grace? What about future <laughs> grace? And that's, that's something that recently I've been diving into is that the future grace is something that's just unfathomable. You know, yeah. like that people people can't think like, wait, wait, I haven't done it yet and it's already paid for, yeah. you know? And you just go, you know, imagine if that was your mortgage. I don't have the house, but it's already paid for. That, that, that That's a great point. You go out to eat, you use your credit card or whatever, you pay for it because you have a debt, right? You go out and you buy clothes. I want to buy the clothes. I have a debt. I pay for it. It's like it's like people have the same mentality with sin. I just sinned. I got a debt. I got to pay for it. Oh, I know Christ paid for it, but how I'm going to pay for it is I'm not going to run to the throne of grace in time of need, which is mm-hmm. a bold thing to do, right? I'm going to spend a little time away from God because I can't, you know, as if somehow my hour, two hours, three days spending away from God is penance. And then I'll be worthy <laughs> enough. You know, the 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 degree of, of, of self-condemnation will have 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 kind of leveled out and then I can kind of crawl into God's presence and get God, please forgive me. But but you're 100 percent right. I think that's that's an important thing. It's in our world when there's a debt we pay for it, and it's a perpetual thing. And, and I think, man, one of the freedoms is understanding Jesus started your faith. He finished it. And Adam, you brought up and we've got like we've got like 30 seconds left. You brought something up. And that is when God saved you, he saved you from who you were, who you are and everything you will do in the future. Amen. Talk about that. In the last 30 seconds, talk about the grace of God as it extends into the future failures of a person. Oh, man. I mean, it gives me chills. It's just something that for me disqualifies the permission that Satan has in any authority future. Right. It, it says, no, you, you don't have permission in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm running towards Christ and I will continually run towards, I will chase Jesus the remainder of my life. Amen. And, 
And just to be able to, to, to rest in that and know that the, the world, the world is going to come at me at, at, at full speed, but, but by faith, by perseverance, and knowing that he has perfected my faith. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of